Matthew 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as the first week of the day began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and, other, and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the floor and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and he became like dead men. And the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is not here. For he is risen, and he said, Come and see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I've told you. And so they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and with great joy. Fear and great joy. I love that. And he ran to bring his disciples word. And they went and told the disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported that the chief priests, all the things that had happened, the tomb is empty. And when they had assembled with the elders, taken the council, and they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole them away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. Because it would have cost them their lives if they had lied or if they had let him escape. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported amongst the Jewish people until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And here's our great commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering on that. Amen. I want to take just a few moments. I had so much I want to share, but I feel like God's already done it. I feel it's already here. You know, I do a message a lot of times. Sometimes we, before we came to Dallas, we would do this two-week-long musical called Blood Bought. And we would walk everybody through the seven places that Jesus shed his blood. And we're going to do that today and have you come. And we're going to put the blood on the door. We need to understand that Jesus shed his blood not one time but seven times to cover every area of your life. To bring the blessing of God. And I say this over and over again, and I know it throws some religious people, but can I tell you something? Jesus very seldom talked about heaven or hell. Jesus very seldom mentioned it. 
But he talked a lot about life and life more abundant, about making your life better, about making your home better, about making your family better. And let me say this, if 35 years ago all I had done was walked into that building, a drug addict with needle marks up and down my arms and no shoes on, no shirt on, and earrings in my ears and, and, and tattoos and all the other stuff, and all Jesus did was say, I forgive you. Now you're on your own. I hope you make it. If all he did was forgive me. I couldn't worship enough. I couldn't praise him enough. I couldn't serve him enough. But I'm here to tell you, he didn't just save me and forget about me. He gave me a wonderful life. He delivered me of drugs. He delivered me of anger. He gave me the best wife in the world. He gave me children that are just the joy of my life. Now he's given me grandchildren. He's allowed me to pastor in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in Melbourne, Australia, in, in, in Spokane, Washington, in Adelaide, South Australia, in in Oregon City, then in Portland, Oregon. And now the greatest blessing of all is I get to be with you and you around the world right here in Dallas. He's given me a life more abundant. But can I tell you something? The reason I feel this the last few days is Jesus said, you think it's been good so far? It's about to get a whole lot gooder. Turn to your neighbor and say, our life's getting gooder. Listen to me. I know that that's the message for today. The power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. Not the power of his death. Years ago, I did a message and Jesus said, take him from the cross to the empty tomb. So many times we've got, we see the, Jesus dying on the cross, and yes, he died on the cross, but the message is not that he died because Buddha died and Krishna died and Muhammad died and they all died, but the Lord that we serve, he not only died, but he got up, and that's what makes him the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now let me show you something real quick here. Jesus being the Lamb of God is identical to the shadow of the Lamb of God when Israel came out of Egypt. And that's your message. Today, you're coming out of Egypt. It's not just about receiving Jesus. Okay, I got heaven my home. And, and, you know, once in a while, maybe he'll help me. No, 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 no. When he died on that cross, he said for you and every area in your life, it's finished. Listen, since I've been a Christian, have I had some battles? Sure, I have some battles. But I'm going to tell you something. I've had some battles, but I've never lost. No, you need to get this. I've never lost. Even when it looked like I was losing what Satan meant for evil, God would turn it around. And the more we know about the Lamb of God, the greater your victories are. Listen to this word God just gave me. The shorter your battles from this moment on, and the greater your victories, somebody receive that. That's a prophetic word from the kingdom of God to you. Now let me show you the lamb in Egypt and the lamb of God in Jerusalem. There are three things. If all Jesus did was die so that we could go to heaven, we wouldn't, know, we wouldn't need to know these things. But you need to understand, he died so our sins be, could be forgiven. He died on the cross... So every curse that's blocking the blessing can be removed. And he shed his blood to reconnect us to every promise 
that God gave to Abraham that you will be a special people. Now, let me show you how that works. In Egypt, God told them to take a lamb. The lamb, the lamb is the offering. In Egypt, the lamb was the offering. Now, real quick, I just, I've just got to give you this picture. When Israel was in Egypt, the, the, the God of money to the Egyptians and therefore to the Jews was the lamb. God said Egypt had a hundred gods. But God says specifically, go get me that lamb that represents prosperity, their business, their money. Go get that and sacrifice it for me. I taught this. When they did this, they were saying for the first time in 200 years, we are not trusting Egypt to give us a handout, leeks and garlic. Listen to me. We do not serve the God of just enough. And I declare that spirit is broken off of you today. We do not serve the God of just enough. In Egypt, they had just enough. They were kept alive so that the Egyptians could become rich off of their labor. I want you to know something. If you're white or black or brown or male or female, you need to stand up and say, I declare through the blood of Jesus Christ and the name of, that's above every name that the world will not keep me down anymore. I connect with the Lamb of God and He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and it's my Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. Somebody's going to have a breakthrough. It might as well be me. Watch this. When they did, when they did Passover, which we did, they always they always placed an egg. Ooh, they always placed an egg on the plate, so that while we're celebrating the freedom of the lamb, we don't forget that it's not just about coming out of Egypt. It's about coming out of Egypt with all the silver and the gold. Part of the coming out. Part of the resurrection is that especially in these last days, you become the lender and not the borrower. And so while we're celebrating freedom, this egg was to represent your first fruit offering. Don't forget your first fruit offering because it's not enough just to be free. It's not enough just to be free of drugs. I thank God that I'm free of drugs and free of anger. But I thank God that I can go out and buy a meal for my family today. I thank God that you're going to buy your own house, not rent your house. I thank God that you'll be the boss at your work, not the less at your work. That's what this lamb offering today is all about. Why the egg? The egg represents the potential of what God is wanting to hatch today in your life. This is why God says, I give power in your hands to gain wealth. This first fruit offering that we're going to give today is the potential. Now, if you don't, if you don't crack it open, nothing. But if you crack it open, there's your potential. 
But this first fruit is the potential to release everything Jesus did. Listen, he died to go to heaven. But he died on the cross to take every curse off of our lives. And he shed his blood seven times so that you can have a new beginning and the power of his resurrection in every area of your life. Can I have an amen? Now let me show you something here. I shared this, I think, Friday. And then I went back and studied more, and God gave me more. The Lord said to, Lord said to, to the, Israel, the, the Hebrews in, in Egypt, he said, I want you to take a lamb, sacrifice it. Remember, Jesus is the first fruit. Jesus is our first fruit offering. This is why we do this. So that when we come out, we're never going back. He said, take the blood of the lamb that's in the basin of the door, he said, take the blood and put it on the doorposts of your house so that everybody, and then, and, and understand this, I, I don't want to take time, but get this, hear this, everybody that's here, everybody watch it. When you do this today, when you bring your first fruit, when you claim the seven places Jesus shed his blood, it covers everybody in your household. Oh no, give a great big clap offering. And I, and I give you an illustration. They had teenagers. They don't want to be like mom and dad. They want to be like the Egyptians. God said, you put it on your doorpost. And then he says, when I see the blood, how many places Jesus shed his blood? Seven for addictions and habits. Uh, at the uh, blood in the garden. At the whipping post to break every sickness. There are people right, there's somebody right now, you just got a report, they think you may have diabetes because it's in your family. And there are signs and and it's been in your family. That curse is broken. Whatever, that curse, by his stripes, you're already healed. Crown of thorns, sweat of Adam's brow, land flowed with milk and honey. Curse the land with thorns and thistles by the sweat of Adam's brow. No matter how much seed you sow, no matter how much tithe you give, no matter how much offerings you give, you haven't changed. Nothing in your family has changed. But today, you're going to take the blood of the lamb because the thorn is symbol of the curse. The sweat of Adam's brow is the symbol of divorce from God being Jehovah Jireh. But they took the crown of thorns and they put them on Jesus' brow and off of you and your family, me and my family, off of this church and this building. He breaks the curse of poverty and it's time for you and I to be the lender and not the borrower somebody shout amen come on come on I can feel it now watch this so he said take a lamb the lamb is the first fruit offering he is the first fruit he's the lamb of God It's not just about getting to heaven. Are you on your way to heaven? Okay, let's then become the prophecy of these Gentiles whose eyes will be opened and you will become so blessed, all the world will call you blessed. But watch this. He didn't just say sacrifice the lamb. He didn't just say put the blood on the door. He said put the blood on the door with hyssop. I shared this, I think, Friday, and I I knew there was more hyssop breaks the curse 
over all your household. Hyssop, the oil of hyssop was used to anoint, to bring you to the priesthood. But it was also used to heal sickness. It was also used to bring deliverance. It was also used to bring uh, um, um, financial blessing. And, and it, the first part I read, I went to the Hebrew. God stirred in me. Hyssop, hyssop. So I went to the Hebrew right before I came. And it says, every word that you've spoken negative has brought a curse on your household. Every word that we've spoken negative against someone or even against what God has said. Well, I guess we're going to lose our house. That's what brings a curse because you're made in the image of God. And what you say creates. But listen to this. I went back. I knew there was more. So I went back and I studied and it says every word that's been spoken against you will be broken today. Every word. Well, you'll never get ahead. No, I'm going to be the head. You'll never buy a house. No, I'm going to own more than one house. People are going to be renting from me. Well, the economy's bad. It may be bad in Egypt, but I'm out of Egypt and I'm on my way to the promised land. Every curse is broken. Now watch this. Jesus Christ died. He's the Lamb of God. On the way to the cross, they beat him and they tortured him and they nailed him. He shed his blood seven times. When he was on the cross, we talked about this, that he drank the fourth, the fourth cup in the garden. Father, lest I drink this cup, let it pass me. Because he knew that if he drank that cup, the Father would reject him so he could find me and you. And so here he's hanging on the cross and he says, I thirst. They're thinking he thirsts for something to drink. And so they dipped hyssop. They took a stick of hyssop, put a sponge on it, dipped it into vinegar. Vinegar is wine that's turned bad. It represents bad words that have been spoken against you. And they put it up to Jesus' lips and he turned away because even though he took every curse, he never spoke one word against us. He never doubted God and God's blessing is released in every area. God says you and your family shall be blessed. Somebody shout amen. Man, somebody say the blood of Jesus. Listen to me, listen to me. I can't get it off me. I can't get it off me. This day's different. From now on, when you go out to lunch today, your meal's going to taste different. The sky's going to look different. Your heart's going to feel different. Your vision's going to be different. Your thinking's going to be different. Your language is going to be different. Your destiny's going to be different. Your friends are going to be different. Your enemy will be released. The problems are going to be gone. The soreness is going to be gone. The sickness is going to be gone. The depression's going to be gone. The bills are going to be gone. The enemy's going to be gone. You're coming out of Egypt and you're never going back again. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to understand this. You're going to grow in this. You're feeling an anointing. You're feeling this this hope. That's why the Bible says we have hope, not not like the rest of the world. We got the the word hope that the Bible says means an assurance. You're feeling an assurance in your spirit. Your mind's trying to battle with you. Well, I can feel this, but how would this happen? 
doesn't matter. Don't try to think it out. God will do exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or think. But know this. Mommy and daddy got you covered. We got you covered. You're not a number. My whole life, my whole life is to tell the world about Jesus Christ. But next to that, my whole life is to study and pray and get the revelation to see you how to teach you how to win. You are not a loser. You're not a failure. You're not going under. You're going over. You're not staying in the valley. You're walking through the valley. You're going to the next mountaintop, and this mountaintop you're going to will never be another valley again. Listen to me. You'll learn it. You'll understand it. But just receive that anointing that you're feeling. Mom and dad got you covered in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. I want you to think about the Father looking at you and his heart so loved you that he took his only begotten son. Don't, let's not move, guys. Let's not move right now. Let's not. He took his only begotten son and planted Jesus for you. I want to ask you, I never say this, if you know me, but I feel this so strong in my heart. I want to ask you to have this first fruit seed cost you something. God didn't send an angel. He didn't send a prophet. He sent a son. And there comes a time that when we are responding to him, especially these three times a year, it needs to come from God. We, we knew what we were going to give, and last night God changed it five times, fivefold. But when you look at Jesus, we think of Jesus on the cross, we think of this, but when you look at something like this and you realize what he went through, I want you to realize if you were the only person in the world that would come to him, he would have done it all just for you. And the amazing thing, he did it when when I used his name as a cuss word. When I was full of hate and full of anger. When I'd break into liquor stores and steal. When I'd mug guys on the streets. And he had a plan. When I was in Columbia and I shot those drugs into my arms and I collapsed on the floor in South America and I began to convulse and throw up and I knew I was dying. I said, God, don't let me die. Don't let me die until I find what happiness is. That's what I prayed. Don't let me die until I find what happiness is because I've never really been happy. But can I tell you something? Serving Jesus, the joy gets better and better and better and I so want to share that with you the joy of knowing Jesus so let this count let this be a love offering there's another Larry Huck out there that needs to have a Bill Trujillo walk up to him and say you know I've never done this before but Jesus is who you're looking for he kept coming to my house, kept, kept coming and coming. I'd 
roll my joints in front of him. And I can tell you something, I could out talk him, but he won. Say, Pastor, how did he win? I had a philosophy. He had an experience with the resurrected Son of God. Let's share that with the world. Can I have an amen? What I'm going to ask you to do is if we could lift this up here. As we sing, I'm going to ask you to come and bring your very best first fruit. Bring your very best. God's speaking to you right now. As Put it right there. As you bring it, I want you to come out. When, when in Israel, when they came out, they shut the door. When you come out, they got to, on this day, on the Resurrection Sunday, they didn't just come out, they got to the Red Sea. You know the story, God opened the Red Sea. And as they're going across, here comes their enemy. Here comes drug addiction. Here comes poverty. Here comes divorce. Here comes failure. But when Israel got on the other side, he shut the waters and the enemy could never touch him again. Your lamb offering come out through the blood. Every word that's been spoken against you, a failure is broken. And you come through and just dip your hand like we're in the Red Sea. And as you walk down, declare, I'm on my way to the promised land and I'm never going back to Egypt. Do you receive that? Shout amen.